Hello, y'all. Welcome back to Slightly Savage. Hope everyone's doing good. I'm doing good. I'm doing as good as can be, I guess. Oh, shit's crazy. The world is crazy. Do you ever just sit there and you think about how, like, insane this year has been? I mean, I know everybody probably does, but holy shit. One thing after a fucking another. So I have a follow-up for you on last week's episode on the creepy skin. I did a little research on the Google. And so I wanted to know why it was called creepy skin. And I come up with, not come up with the idea, but I thought maybe it was because it, you know, resembled crepes. But that is not the case. It is because... Oh my gosh, I can't talk. Let me start that one over. It is because crepey skin is similar in appearance to crepe paper. So then I had to go and search what crepe paper was. And that is the paper that is used basically in party streamers. So it's kind of like a wrinkly paper. And so if you, you know, look at that and then you think of crepey skin, that's why it's called that. And the crepes are actually, you know, like I said, a French thing. And and actually looking at crepes, it has like a little accent mark above one of the E's. I don't know what that's called. I don't speak French. Um, But it's like a little arrow almost. So maybe it's pronounced a different way, like I don't know. I'm not even going to try to say it because I'll probably probably butcher it. Um, But yeah, so crepey skin and crepes are not related that I'm aware of, um, according to Google. So there you go. There's some knowledge on that wrinkly ass skin. That's what it resembles. All right, I'm going to jump into some dating stuff because I feel like I touched on that a little bit and... uh, I just want to kind of start my experience or start in on my experience with online dating. I started doing it about a year and a half ago. It was at least it was like a couple months after my divorce. When I first did it, I did it. Obviously, I wasn't like trying to date seriously. Um, I wasn't really necessarily trying to fuck around or be in like a hoe phase or anything like that, but I was just kind of curious to see what was out there. I had obviously not been single for very long. I was married for seven years. Um, we were together for eight. So, you know, it had been a really long time since I had gone on a date, you know, or you know, talks to any guys or anything like that. So I had no idea what was what I was getting myself into. Um, I had been on online dating before. That's how I had met my ex-husband. But obviously, you know, while I was married, Tinder had come out. And everybody was just talking about what a shit show that was. So I was nervous, excited, you know, everything. Uh, I didn't know what to expect. And I kind of just jumped into Tinder. Um, I knew there was other ones um at the time there was a bumble but I didn't like I said I hadn't really been dating I didn't know what to do with that um so I was like fuck it I'll just get on tinder and see what it you know see what it's all about holy shit um there's like so many people on there um it's just 
it's swipe city. I mean, like, fuck. You just are swiping on so many people. And when you first get on, I feel like that's when they throw all the good matches at you. Um, I don't know. I can't speak for, you know, the male experience on that. Um, I have talked, you know, since then I have talked to some guys that have been on there. And I kind of asked them, you know, holy, or even dates that I'd gone on. I was like, you know, how has your experience been? Um, I don't think it, 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 I don't think it's as bad for guys as far as certain aspects of it. Um, but I know that there's a lot more guys on there than there are women for a fact. So I think, um, you, you know, the women just kind of get overwhelmed and thankfully with Tinder, um, it's not like some people can just start messaging you right away. You obviously have to match with somebody before they can message you. So any other sites that to where anybody can message you, I can't even imagine like, the flooding of messages, dick pics, all that shit. Like, ugh, God, I can't even, like, mentally deal with that. So um, I was like, I'll do Tinder because then, like, you know, I'd read how it, how it works. So that seemed like a more appropriate option. <laughs> but appropriate is not the word for that. Um, yeah, it was interesting. Uh, I was very, you know, it, and it is addicting when you're first on there, you know, because you, you just want to see. You want to see who you match with. You want to see who's on there. I actually do read through profiles. Um, if they had nothing in their profiles, I was like, what the fuck? It's so irritating. Um, and it just shows <clears throat> laziness, I feel like. And those are obviously like seasoned people, guys who have been on there for a long time and they just don't give a fuck. They're like, oh, whatever, I'll get matches because I'm hot. You know, and it is usually the more attractive guys that have less in their profile because they just don't, they know they don't have to try. That's what I've concluded from this whole thing is that if they're objectively attractive, you know, per society standards, then they don't care. And especially like, obviously if they're younger too. And I feel like, I mean, not to say that older men are more mature because that is definitely not the case. Um, but yeah, wide range of ages. I kind of set just to see. Um, but yeah, I definitely got, you know, a lot of matches at first and then you get excited and you, you know, messages are sent and, you know, usually from the first one or two messages, you can kind of narrow it down from there. If this is even going to be worth your time. (laughs) Because some guys, wow, are some dumb, there's some dum-dums out there for sure. And, like, I'm not even being mean about that. It is just, I'm just going off of what they can actually fucking, how they form a sentence. Like, it's just, it's ridiculous. I'm like, okay, this is not going to work. Like, I can't. Yeah, so, so that, you know, time went on and then you know, you kind of get into conversations like, what are you looking for? And like I said, at the time, I wasn't really looking for anything serious. I was like, oh, you know, I just kind of want to meet people. I know that's such a cliche thing to say. And especially when guys say it, like, you know, they're just looking to fuck. But I really was like kind of just wanting to get out and go on dates and meet people. Well, the dates usually never happen. Ghosting starts. Um, Plans never really become concrete. Um, yeah, it's just a multitude of things that happen in between the conversations and actually going and meeting on a date. And I'm not saying I'm perfect. Like, have I canceled plans? Yes, absolutely. Um, but usually it's like a legit reason or I try to reschedule, uh, 
but it just sometimes they just don't have I don't even know when I actually went on a first date it definitely wasn't that round of being on tinder maybe I did I don't remember like I said I haven't gone on like tons of dates um I think I got off because I just got overwhelmed. I think I got frustrated after like a month. And each time I've gone on to online dating, it's been like less and less time. I always tell myself, okay, I'm going to give myself um, a month or at least two weeks. And then it just like is usually fucking like five days and I'm, I'm out of there <laughs> because I can't, I can't take it. So that happened. Um, I think the second time I got on, uh, I was only on for a little bit and then I was like fuck this like I don't like tinder and I looked into bumble and I did that and bumble's where the girl has to message the woman has to message first so that was a little nerve-wracking because I am I can be shy at times um, especially when it comes to like dating or approaching somebody or anything like that and so obviously with online you're it's a little bit more you know tame and you're not like it's not like you're walking up to somebody and, the, you know, you match with the person, so obviously they want to talk to you. Um, so it's it's still kind of intimidating, but it's not as bad as, you know, like talking to somebody in person. So messaged a couple guys on there, did meet a couple. I think I actually did go on a date from that one. Um, saw some people that I knew from the past <laughs> and saw some people that I knew from Instagram. Um so that's always interesting when you see people that you already know. And, you know, like, you can see, um, and you, or not see, but, I mean, like, you're always kind of curious to know if they matched with you. And so you're like, do I match with them to see and blah, blah, blah. But, no, I just, I don't really feel like dating anybody from my past. Um, it's just, it's not like it's an unspoken rule I have for myself. Um, but, yeah, so that... I think I got one date out of that one. Obviously, nothing really bloomed from that because I wouldn't be in a relationship. So there was a guy that uh, when I, like right after I got divorced, I had met, not met, but uh, followed through Instagram and had asked me like to dinner and I told him, and that was like right after. And I was like, no, you know, I'm not really in the space to do, you know, date. And he had obviously been single for a while and was like looking to actually date. But still follow each other, still kind of, you know, sent random messages here and there. So, like, a year later, um, finally, maybe it was even longer than a year, maybe, like, a year and a half later, and saw him on Bumble. This was maybe, like, my third or fourth time being on Bumble. And uh, finally, I was like, fuck it, like, let's just go on a date. So, finally, we eventually did. And nice guy, but I just saw a lot of similarities from past experiences, um, with, as far as, like, egos go, and I could just tell, I was like, this just isn't not gonna, this isn't gonna work for me, um, not a bad person, but just, it wasn't, I wasn't feeling it, and so I kind of, you know, explained that to him, I was like, I just don't really think, you know, like, I can, I can go into dating you, you know, right now, (laughs) I think I threw that in there just to be nice, which now I know was, is not the thing to do. Um, I just, I don't like being the mean person. I don't like letting people down. I don't like rejecting people because I know that it's, it hurts people's feelings, but so, you know, especially dating, you just have to say fuck it and just, just be that person because it doesn't matter either way. I've learned that either way, you're the fucking bad person. You're the bitch because if you let them down easily, 
they're still going to be hurt. And like most men, and I'm not just saying this as being like a man basher. I'm not an anti-man. Like, but this is fucking experiences that women have to deal with. And it's just, it's just how it is. If you let them down easily, most guys are still going to be like either butthurt or they're going to say something shitty to you. Or, you know, if you ghost them, then you're, of course, the bitch, too. So, it's like you can't fucking win. Like, so it doesn't matter. You're always going to get some kind of harsh reply. Usually, I think maybe once I've gotten, like, an actual, like, normal, simple, like, okay, thanks for letting me know, and moved on. But, so I told him that. And then, like, like a a couple weeks later, I think I got back on Bumble because I was like, I'm going to take like a break and I just don't feel like swiping, doing all that shit right now. So I kind of deactivated my account, got back on there. And he like fucking messaged me on Instagram and was like, oh, so you don't want to date, but you're back on Bumble. And I'm like, what the fuck? Number one, like that's none of your fucking goddamn business. What the fuck I'm doing with my dating life? Like, Ugh, I was so annoyed that he had even sent that message. I'm like, just fucking, like, deal with your shit. Like, if somebody's not interested in me and I saw a guy on Bumble, I would not message him and be like, oh, so what, you don't want to date me? Like, you obviously do not have interest in me. Like, I'm not going to go and try to, like, understand why. Like, is it going to kill me that I don't know the exact reasons of why you're interested, not interested in me? Yeah, of course. Like, anybody is wants to know that. Okay, sorry, I had to take a quick break there um but yeah if I mean if somebody's not interested in me and just says you know it's not gonna work out or whatever or ghosts me I mean that's that's happened too there's been guys that have ghosted me or you know just kind of did the slow fade and um it does it bothers you to not really know what the problem is and I think we always kind of get concerned with what's wrong with us why doesn't this person like me but hey man, that's just life and it sucks, but you got to move on. And I think that sometimes guys have a problem with that. I mean, females do too, but you know, in that instance, it was like, why does it matter? Like why, why? I just don't understand why even message and say, oh, I saw you in the dating say, I'm allowed to do whatever the fuck I want. Like if I'm not interested in you, then that's just how it is. So yeah, that, that's just an irritating portion of it as well. But yeah, lots of, lots of different things have happened with the online dating. Um, you know, I'll, I'll touch on it here and there, but yeah, I've been about a year and a half. I've been off and on of them. Um, Tinder, I've sworn off. I've told myself I will never get back on that one. Cause that one just seems like the worst. There's just so many guys on there, blank profiles, pictures of just dudes abs like a bunch of just oh god it's just it's the trash of the trash and that sounds harsh but it's the truth and I don't know I say I've sworn it off but I have been known to get back on it when I've said that before but it's been like almost I mean oh my gosh almost a year since I've actually been on that one maybe a little less than a year but uh, I did try Bumble is like a step above Tinder and then the past, I, the past couple times I've done online dating has been Hinge, which that one is a little bit better. I think that it asks you questions that kind of prompt you to get to know the person and lets you in on a little bit of insight on them. So that one I would say is probably the better of the three. But even then, it's like, ugh, 
I met somebody when I first did Hinge was like seemed cool and then like two messages in was like what are you up to tonight and I was actually at the time babysitting my nieces or not really babysitting but I was staying over there and um I was like oh you know I'm I'm watching my nieces and spending some time with them and he was like oh well you know can I come over after they're asleep and I was like what the fuck no like who fucking asked that I'm like this Sorry, I got interrupted again. Uh, but yeah, who asked that? I mean, save that shit for Tinder. And even on Tinder, like, you shouldn't be asking that to somebody unless they, like, have it blatantly blasted on their profile that that's what they're looking for. They're just looking to fuck or they're looking, you know, they're down to be a booty call. Like, whatever. If that's your jam, like, that's cool. Just put that out there. And, like, that's what's frustrating about it is that people act like they're not there for that when they are and then it's very confusing and it just makes people confused and it pisses people off so yeah the douchebags are all around and I'm sure there's girls that do it too because from what I've read on like forums I mean like I said I get on reddit and I read just people's experiences and it's like all over the board I mean there's women that are crazy there's guys that are fucking insane and it gets it gets it gets scary sometimes with certain things too because I don't know you kind of get into that whole stalking like I've heard people being stalked and yeah you just got to be careful with the online dating um but it's just I don't even know I've, I've taken a break I haven't been on in the past couple months I don't know I get the urge to kind of get on every once in a while but I, like the past couple of months I actually did not want to really date um I went on a nice date with somebody two months ago and then I had actually gotten off the app before we even met in person nice guy but I just wasn't really there wasn't really a chemistry there for me um and then I just kind of was thinking about the whole dating like during this whole COVID thing is weird anyway so I kind of go back and forth on it I was like, you know what? It's just probably better for me to not date right now. And it's just less stressful and less like you just don't have to worry about any of that shit. So yeah, I took a break, but I kind of want to get on again. Just see. <laughs> Curiosity always gets the best of me, but I don't know. I talked myself out of it. Um, But yeah, I just haven't had good luck with it. I don't know a lot of people that do. Some people do. Obviously, they they meet their person and where they go on successful dates and they at least make friends. I've made, I have made one, definitely one friend. And uh, I think he listens to this. So if you're listening, you know who you are. But uh, we met actually a year, about a year and a half ago. And um, just a really cool person. And we really, you know, just vibed. I guess that's what the cool people say. Um, But no, we... We hung out and then, you know, it just, he doesn't live here actually in the country at the moment. So, you know, we just decided that we're just friends and it works for us and he's super cool. And I think that you can meet really cool people. I have, you know, I know somebody that's gone on dates with people and they end up being friends, you know, with her as well. Um, Is there like always an attraction? Yeah, I think so. But I think if you make it clear that you're not, you know, you're friends and that's just what it's going to be, then that's fine. You know, we're adults and it's cool when that happens because it is hard to make friends as adults, especially an opposite gender. So um, I think that, you know, that can be a positive out of it as well. You know, sometimes it doesn't work out as far as dating, but you can still make a cool friend. But yeah, um, 
with different instances and I'll go into the things that bother me, but I just wanted to kind of open up that chapter of the online dating and say that, yes, I've experienced it. And I would give it about a six out of 10 at best as far as my experience goes. So we'll see what the future holds for that. But yeah, we'll get into that at another point. Um, Also, like I want to be all inclusive with this. So when I'm talking about the online dating, my online dating experience, I'm talking about my seeking out men uh, so, you know, the straight experience, even though I don't know if I'd call myself 100% straight, I feel like I'm kind of fluid in my sexuality, if that makes sense. But that's also another topic we'll get into another episode. Um, but yeah, so my experience has just strictly been seeking out men. Um, I have talked to a couple guys that have had experience with Grinder, which is like the gay equivalent of Tinder. So that's for men seeking men. And that's been out, I think, for a long time too. That might have even been out before Tinder. I don't know. But I think they came out around the same time. But I am I could totally be mistaken with that. Uh, and then I have not spoken with any women that have strictly been seeking women only. Uh, I don't even... I know that Tinder and Bumble... I think Hinge, I think most of the dating apps have the ability to, you can like change what you're seeking or, you know, what you want to see matches for. So you can do men, women, both. Um, I don't think, I haven't spoken to anybody that's done both. I don't think. So that would be, so if anybody has done that, um, please, like I said, I love hearing experiences. Um, I'm pretty sure they're all the same though. I think everybody regardless of your sexual orientation, has frustration with the dating apps. Like I said, from people I've spoke to and just from things that I've read online, it's kind of, it has the same pattern, you know, all across the board. So, um, but yeah, like I said, when I'm talking about it, I know that other people have um, done different apps, you know, for, like I said, if you have one that's specifically for your sexual orientation, then... Let's hear the stories. I'd love to hear anything. Gym stuff. You know, I'm going to save that one for next time because that one, I feel like I've talked quite a bit. So that one's going to be another one. I'm just going to save the gym. Things that people do that annoy me at the gym for the next episode because I found, so I read a, um, or not read, but I saw a meme that was like talking about alcohol. You know, what alcohol do you smell that gives you PTSD? (laughs) And instantly, mine is two. Well, the the first one is like the most horrible. Like I can't even like imagine the label or like hear the name of it because it makes me want to gag. But I'm going to say it real quick. It's 99 Bananas. It is fucking awful. So it's like a 99 proof liquor. And oh my God, I just, I'm just telling you, even like thinking about it. Ugh, just the, it's like a very, very artificial sweet ooh, just and my oh my gosh my friend we like would drink that like we went through a phase where we obviously drank that all the time and like took shots of it and it's <laughs> it's so bad and some people still like it um I was over at my sister's a while ago and my brother-in-law was making um rum runners and he used that he said there was a different banana liqueur that they used 
Um, I think they had it like when they went on a vacation. Um, but he's like, oh, so I had to get 99 bananas, you know, because I couldn't find the other one. And I looked at it and I was like, oh my God. <laughs> and he was like, what? And I'm like, I can't like, please don't just don't even put that one in mind because I don't even want to fucking smell it. I don't want anything to do with it. Keep that shit away from me. So that is my ultimate like no, no drink. Um, and it's weird because I do like bananas. I like bananas, but I, I'm not a big fan of banana flavored stuff. Although I do like banana nut muffins, but I can't eat walnuts. So yeah, so most banana flavored stuff like I don't really like, but I do like bananas. And my second one is Jaeger, Jaegermeister. Um, I'm sure most people are familiar with that. And I feel like that's a bad one for a lot of people. You either really like or you really hate that one. It's got that like black licorice taste. Um, and it's obviously really better if you if you drink it cold. It needs to be like chilled. Oh God. If there's like straight shots of it, I can't take it anymore. If there's a mixed drink that has Jaeger in it, like I can handle that. But straight shots, if somebody buys it, I'll be like, I, I can't. Like I just can't do it because it's I'm going to puke. Like I can't. <laughs> that, the smell of that one too. But actually... I do like certain licorice smells, like black licorice, um, but I don't know. Jaeger's definitely not as bad as the other one, the 99 Bananas, but Jaeger, yeah, I'm not a fan of that one. I feel like, like I said, a lot of people, you go hardcore on that when you're younger because it's like, you just buy it. You know, it's like a cool looking bottle, and like I said, if you're into black licorice, like, that's that's the perfect drink for you, but no, I can't do it, so... Let me know what your guys' awful memories of liquor is and what makes you dry heave at the thought of it. I know I said PTSD. I understand PTSD is a serious thing, people. I have been to therapy. I have trauma from the past. I'm not using PTSD as like a light thing to make fun of. Just in case anybody took that the wrong way. But, um, yeah. So email me my email. I don't feel like I have said it too many times. Um, just in case anybody does want to email. Slightly Savage Podcast at gmail.com. Once again, I love hearing anybody that has thoughts or anything you want me to talk about or just what you're thinking of the podcast so far. I would appreciate it. And I do email back. I don't just ignore <laughs> So the closer for today is going to be don't let foreplay be a bore play. All right. So this is another quick little review on one single product. And that is the Moroccan oil for your hair. And it is the actual Moroccan oil brand Moroccan oil, if that makes sense. So there's argan oil, there's coconut oil, there's Moroccan oil, um, but they, it's like two different words, uh, but there's different brands that have all of those. And the one that I really like is the specific Moroccan oil brand. And the oil is just amazing. <laughs> Once again, my favorite word. Uh, they have two different ones. They have, well, that I know of. Um, they have the regular Moroccan oil, then they have the Moroccan oil light, uh, which I use the light version for my hair because it is on the finer side. I have the type of hair where I have a lot of hair, but it's just fine. So it's, I've even had like stylists in the past say like, man, you have a lot of hair, but it's just like, it's just not thick. So it sucks. 
I mean, it doesn't suck. Like I like, you know, you got to like what you have. So I do like my hair. It holds curl really well. So there are positives that I've been telling myself about my hair. That way it doesn't get on my nerves all the time. But it does tend to get frizzy because, it, like I said, it has that texture to where it's fine. So finer hair can kind of get frizzy. Um, it's a little bit more delicate on the delicate side. Mine can be put through a lot, though I would say I I don't heat style it too much. Although now that I've gotten it done and cut, I do do it more or style it more now. Excuse me. Um... So yeah, and especially now the light version of the Moroccan oil is also good for light colored hair. And I have recently been going lighter with my hair. I would say I'm probably almost pretty light blonde at this point. I've gone the past three months with a month, a month in between. I started with just like a caramel balayage and I just was like, you know, what? I'm going to go lighter. I never really pictured myself being a blonde, I had blonde highlights like way back in the day and I just wasn't a fan because I n- could never get past that like brassiness tone. And now I've found, you know, a stylist that I really like and she's awesome. And so we've just been taking, you know, our time with the appointments in between so that my hair, you know, doesn't get fried. Uh, but I do want to go just a little bit lighter. So, uh, but yeah, I'm really liking it. And I think that the Moroccan oil is definitely helping with that as well because it's still in really good shape. So I use it uh, when my hair is damp. So I'll put a bunch of styling products in, like I said, to kind of bump up my hair to give it volume and make it look better. <laughs> Otherwise, it'll be plastered to my fucking head because like I said, it's just like there's no body volume and nada. So I have to use styling products. That's just, I, I, ha- I always have, I'm just used to that. So I use a leave-in conditioner, and then I will usually use um, Bumble and Bumble like thickening spray, and then I'll use like a root boost, and then I will finish it off with the Moroccan oil before I blow dry my hair. It helps protect against heat damage. It smooths your hair. It smells really good. It doesn't leave it super oily. Uh, it doesn't even really leave a residue at all for me. Um, you know, like I said, I've I've even used the normal version. And that was even okay. Uh, I used that a long time ago then. And then I kind of tried to switch to generic brands. And I just haven't found anything that I like as much as Moroccan oil. Yes, it is a little bit pricier. But you really do not need much at all. The small little bottle is going to last you quite a long time. Especially if you only use it, you know, like a couple times a week. But if you do really have coarse hair, you know, that's super frizzy. You can use it on dry hair to kind of tame that down. It's just, it's a good investment. It's really good for your hair. If you have damage already, you know, it's going to kind of help. Obviously, nothing's going to completely erase damage, but definitely will help your hair look better. It's going to make it feel better. So, yes, I definitely recommend the actual Moroccan oil. If you have light colored hair or fine hair, do the light. It's great. Uh, you can try the regular version as well. Like I said, I I don't use it like directly on my roots, so I can't speak to if it makes your hair oily. My hair gets super oily, so I have to wash it pretty frequently. But it has not made my hair extra oily. So yeah, that was my review for Moroccan oil. Thanks for listening.